Another Way to Play, episode 43. This is Nate Bailey, coach, podcast host, speaking and best-selling author. And if you want to learn to make the next chapter of your life better than the last, then you should be listening to Another Way to Play with my friend, Hans Struzina. Welcome to Another Way to Play, your wake-up call to finally make a difference by creating a life defined by freedom. This is about entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and industry professionals that have left the nine-to-five rat race behind by taking that personal leap from where they were to where they want to be. It's time to stop going through the motions, stop hitting the snooze button on your life, and get the insight and inspiration to make the next chapter of your life better than your last. This is Another Way to Play with your host, Hans Struzina. This is Another Way to Play. I am your host, Hans Struzina, and I believe that if you trade hours for dollars, you will never achieve true freedom in your life. Today's guest is Nate Bailey, uh, who formerly was a platoon leader uh, for the United States Army as a lieutenant in Operation Iraqi Freedom. He was in charge of 42 soldiers uh, who served our country over in Kuwait, uh, then transitioned out and into the insurance world where he uh, ultimately had his own firm and eventually sold it to become a full-time entrepreneur coach. Since then, he's a speaker, has three best-selling books, and is a full-time entrepreneur. Uh, So in this conversation, Nate and I get into a number of things. Specifically, most of his advice is really simple, but quite profound in my opinion. Uh, He says there's always something to learn and take away Uh, even if the path you're on is not the right one for you. You can maximize that experience and get a lot out of what you're doing, even if it's not the ultimate goal or the right one for you at the moment. And he also talks about most people have no idea what it is they're shooting for. I know I'm guilty of this and I'm working on it currently, but Nate gave me the advice uh, to get a journal and write it down, not just, you know, affirmations and that sort of thing, but really just start to journal. Open a page in a book or a Word document and just start typing. Uh, He also kind of wraps up our call with five rules. Be open, don't hide, be persistent, go all in, and never give up. Uh, He really digs into what each of those means and uh, how it's applicable to your life. And like I said, simple but profound. Guys, you're going to want to listen to this one and make sure you listen all the way to the end because he's got some really, really good stuff about how to finish a 200-mile race. Uh, Before we get there, uh, remember I really would love to connect with you personally. So if you're down in the show notes, go hit my Calendly link get on my calendar. Let's have a quick chat. Love to just have a personal one-on-one call with you just to understand who you are, how it can make the podcast better and just get to know you a little bit better. And if you're getting value out of this or any of the other episodes, because I do this 100% for free, head over to iTunes, leave me a rating and review. It would really, really mean a lot to me and give me some very critical feedback and also obviously help the podcast grow. So without any further ado, uh, let's get to the conversation with Nate Bailey. All right, Nate Bailey, thank you so much for joining us on the show, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Appreciate you having me. Uh, I'm excited to be here, man. Thank you for being here. I know it was a little challenging getting it scheduled, but here we are. Got it. Yeah. Went through your bio just a just a second ago here, and so everyone listening has has a bit of context. But before we get into what you're doing now, let's let's back it up and build a little context. Talk about where your journey began. Today, what I do right as a coach, a speaker, an author, a podcaster, just really all with the mission of impacting as many people as I can. I think that really started 
if I look back, right, you get to a certain point in life, you don't really know <laughs> what path you're on or why, why certain things happen in your life until maybe you get to a certain point and you look back, all the pieces start to go, come together like, oh, makes so much sense now. But I remember as a, as a young kid, we'd have these speakers that would travel across the country, go from school to school and motivate and inspire and impact people. And I just, I remember thinking how amazing that was that there were people that that's like what they did, right? We'd get out of class, which is cool. And uh, we get to go to the assembly room or the assembly hall and listen to these speakers. But I just remember, man, that'd be cool to do that someday, right? And then you kind of just follow that away. And then along that path, was I was uh, into athletics, um, loved playing sports, very competitive, played four sports in, in high school, played college football, owned and owned multiple businesses, insurance, CrossFit, real estate. And I've always just been been gravitating towards these leadership roles, coaching, mentoring, wanting to impact at a teaching degree. And so um, I just now I can look back and be like, man, all of those things really prepared me to do what I do today. And, um, you know, how I got here is I got to a point in my life where things weren't exactly how I wanted them. Right. And I, I realized that there's this world out there where you could go hire some coaches. You can invest in yourself mm-hmm. and you can, you can you can get the life that someone else has that you want. Um, you can hopefully avoid some of the pitfalls that, uh, because you're following someone else's path that has it figured out and you can get there a lot quicker. And so that's what I did for myself and my personal life and, and went to work on myself, invested in myself heavily and then realized, Hey, this is like, this is, I would love to do this. And I'd love, and so I went to work on myself, started, started, um, down that path to become a coach, a speaker, an author and, and do everything that's, I guess, really required to do that, to get to that point where you could ultimately two years ago almost to the day actually um sold my insurance brokerage that i had for over 14 years and uh, this is what i do full-time like i get to create some great relationships and connections with folks like yourself have amazing uh, conversations and i also get to you know impact men and women across the world um so yeah that's i guess kind of the backstory of of how i've gotten here fantastic so it sounds like in your journey, you have had a pretty extensive experience in entrepreneurial ventures in starting and trying new things. So, so jumping out on your own as a coach may not have been a, a challenge once you got to the point where you're ready to do that. But can you talk about that first one, like the first venture that you got into, like how that went and, and give our audience a little context? Because a lot of the people listening do uh, are, are rather facing their own sort of challenge into the next thing, whatever the next thing is. And it's probably something they haven't done before. Yeah, you bet. You know, I could look back even to college, like started a painting business, right? And again, it was just, I don't know, I just something inside of it. I think that all, if you're an entrepreneur, you can relate to that, right? But yeah, the first real business that I, I started on my, on my own was really inside the insurance industry. Um, I had a teaching degree never really fully fell into the teaching world. Um, got into sales, trying to figure some things out, trying to pay the bills. Uh, found out that I was, I was kind of good at the sales thing. And then, you know, I was really still kind of looking for something. And at the time, my insurance agent was kind of a friend of mine. Um, you know, asked me to come and work for him and if I had ever thought about insurance. And so that's really kind of how that all started, kind of fell into it. And from there, you know, you, you learn a lot around the way. And so again, it's like, some, I was just on a podcast the other day talking about, you know, his niche is like 
young men and women coming out of out of schools and want to become investment bankers and and some of them they didn't go to the right school or they didn't have the greatest grades and so they they they're finding that this dream that they had they're not able to do and so a lot of times they fall into insurance and, and so i just you know, the thought is like whatever it is like whatever you find whatever you fall into kind of like i fell into insurance like mm-hmm. just know that there's always going to be skill sets and the experiences that you'll get from that if you really give it everything that you have no matter what it is that will 100% allow you to grow and, and, and do whatever it is that you really want to do down the road if that's not the right path for you. And so I just be open is, I guess, the biggest thing that, you know, comes to mind is to just really be open, especially as an entrepreneur to, to the things that come. And maybe they're not uh, necessarily a roadblock to, you know, the, the dreams that you thought you had, but maybe it's just a building block to actually help you get there. And I love that mindset shift because it's because it's a small tweak. And I think that a lot of people can think that if they make a change or they get into a new job or get into a new relationship, like that's going to be the thing, right? But what you're suggesting and what I'm hearing is that that's not like, yes, sometimes a wholesale change is necessary, but what you're doing right now will also provide skills and value into that next chapter if if you're open to seeing it that way yeah 100 percent. and that's that's a that's a hard one i wish had given me that sage advice uh and then and then hopefully i would be open to receive it but yeah just to be open to all the possibilities that are out there for you it is a, a mindset shift to be able to hear that for what it is and, and to take it and try it on um for sure yeah when you got into the insurance world I, it sounds like that was not necessarily your intended path but it was an opportunity that you saw to get get going in a, in a sales role, which it, which you had a knack for when you, when you decided to, to take your, your insurance guy up on his offer um, to come work with him, like, what were you thinking? And like, were you thinking that was a long-term play for you? Or was that just something to, like another building block or a stepping stone as you, as you put it earlier? I don't know that I knew that it was going to be a long-term thing for me, but I definitely knew it was going to get me closer to what I wanted. Like I wanted the opportunity to, uh, provide a, a good living for myself, uh, an ability mm-hmm. to create, you know, really is uh, from an income standpoint, not necessarily unlimited, but like, you know, the cap wasn't, wasn't super low. Right. Uh, if, if I go out and work hard and, and I build a, a great business and a good book of business and I create uh, some great relationships with clients, like I can really make a good living. And so I, I liked what it afforded me, which was like the lifestyle, the income potential, um, the ability to have my own thing, um, because I think I did recognize that, I, you know, I I want to I want to lead and and be the leader versus like to work for somebody else. Not that I I couldn't if I absolutely had to, but it's mm-hmm. definitely not something that I don't think I'm built for. Right? Like I, I I like to to be in the front of the room and not necessarily in the back. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of things about it. And about having my own business that I really did love, but I definitely wasn't something that I would wake up every day excited on fire for. And so mm-hmm. I think because of that, I probably learned really quickly that there was going to be something else most likely down the road. I didn't know how long I was going to be doing this and, and I was going to give it everything I had while, while I was doing it, but, uh, but it probably wasn't going to be the long game for me. When you're in a position like that, how do you, how do you personally draw this distinction between 
like I'm I'm not in this forever, but it's but it's sort of a means to an end, and I'm learning something from it. And like this is my passion. This is what I'm really excited about. Like this is what I get fired up every morning to get out of bed and do. Um, if you're especially if you're still in that world, then there's obviously a practicality to continuing to sell insurance in your case, making good money, building that book of business. Um, but maybe that, like you said, isn't the right thing for you. How how do you talk to people who are maybe in that same situation of like you know, talking them through just not quitting and not just trying to go cold turkey and then into a coaching role or into an entrepreneurial role. Because again, there's, there's practicality in, in some of these decisions as well. Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. There is definitely something to listening to, I guess you'd say the voice or what your gut or whatever you want to call it that you really want to do. And then also, you know, uh, I think it's great to have a plan in place as well before you just kind of jump ship. And then at some point I think there's something to like, you know, jumping ship and not have any mm-hmm. other options, which is really what I did. But so as I'm trying to find, I'm, I'm finding my way, I'm like, yeah, it would be amazing to be a coach, but it's one thing to want to be something. And then another to be, to have a viable option to where you can go do that and actually support yourself and your family. And mm-hmm. so it's figuring that along, along the way, still continuing to run my, my agency, my brokerage. And then, getting to a place eventually where it was like, all right, like I can go do this and then making that decision. As soon as I made the decision, like I sold my agency in two days and like I cut the cord and I was, you know, cause I don't, I didn't want, I could have hung on to the brokerage. I could have had somebody come in and, and run it for me, but it, I did not want, you know, I just knew that wasn't the path for me and I didn't want this other stress thing over here. So that it holding me back from really doing the, the maximum creating the maximum value that I can as a coach for my clients. So, so as soon as I made the decision then I did definitely cut the cord and, and make the leap. Um, but I also really set a solid foundation over probably three years before I made that, made that leap. That yeah. Sense. Thank Yes, it does. Thank you for, for outlining that. Cause it's an, it's important because I think especially my generation gets a bad rap, whether we earn it or we don't for, or for sort of being unhappy and then jumping from one thing to the next, to the next. And, and there's certainly some practicality with that in the beginning when you're, when you're trying to establish yourself and figure it out, you got to go try some things, but you know, it, it, at some point you got to commit to something. Right. And, yeah. and, and you've committed to it. You've built this system, especially after a number of years where you had your agency and you can't just hang it up the next day just because you you had this idea to go be a coach so um that's something that i think is really practical relative to like building that foundation taking on some clients on the side and then seeing if this is something you actually want to do like there is there's practicality to a side hustle and, and having something else going on um while you're in your main thing yeah 100 percent. and you know i mean in my case i was I was married i get three little kids like there's there's some responsibility there too mm-hmm. to like you know, and you you hear all kinds of different stories, right? So, you know, you, you you might very well hear somebody else who's like, man, I was married, I had the kids, and I just like, I had this booming business, but I hated it. So I just like, I totally just got rid of it. And then all of a sudden they have nothing and they might survive. And then you hear some that might just be like, this is the worst decision they ever made. But yeah, for me, I, you know, it was definitely the, the right proper path to take. And I think it is, you know, again, from a responsibility standpoint, uh, definitely the responsible one to make. Right on. So can you talk a little bit about success myths? Because 
one of the things that I really enjoy doing on, on many podcasts is getting a, a, a peek into si- inside of people's heads and what they're thinking and the way they think of the world. Cause I think this medium is so interesting because we have this conversation that other people get to listen to and, and we benefit from like unloading what's in our brains and, um, and, and giving it to other people in that way. So, um, relative and you coach people. So, you know, relative to success, and the assumptions of what it is or what it isn't like, what is, what is one of the biggest success myths that you've ever heard and encountered in, in your journey? One, I think is like something that's, that's been present for me recently is like, you know, uh, especially working with a lot of men and women entrepreneurs is like, I, you know, I'm just going to keep continuing to push. I actually just had an interview with a guy and he's super driven, lots to be a billionaire. And, and he said, Hey, like, I, I work till 3 a.m. in the morning and I'm up at seven, right? And he's just, and it's like all basically work focused, but he's mm-hmm. married as well and they don't have kids. And he's like, yes, I have some other goals for my family and things, but I'm just like, I'm building this thing and, and driving and, and uh, you know, it's almost a kind of thing where he was saying, once I get here, then I'll do this, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, I think the issue with that and what I've seen from not just this guy, but from others is it's a trap because once you get to that thing you said you were striving for, it's never enough. Like we think that once we get to a level of success, we'll be satisfied and then we can go do the thing and then we can spend the time with the family and then we can take the trip. And the reality is, is that you're going to get to that point. You're going to realize it's not enough. You're going to continue to move and you're going to get to a point in life. You're going to look back with regret because like what really matters most to people, you talk to people that are centurions or really old at the end of their life they don't care about the money they didn't make. They don't care about the, the dollars in their bank account. They care about the time that they did or didn't spend with their loved ones, you know, the, the memories, the, the experiences and all of that. And so I think that's a big myth for success is, man, I'm just going to push until I get to this point and then I can give my family the time or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. How do you, help people and and even think about this in your own life how do you go about uh, making sure that you're carving out the time now today this moment for those things that you won't get back because you're right like money there's always more money there's always another level there's always another thing to buy or achieve um, but but the time you spend in the and I'm, I'm guilty as anybody of this is like you know pushing so hard that I like forget just to enjoy dinner with my wife or whatever it is. Like, yeah. how do you suggest people go about not getting caught up in that as much? Cause it's not an over overnight thing. It's, it's a process to be able to handle that. But how do you, how do you work through it? Yeah. And it's not to say that, you know, there's not seasons of life where you really do are going to throttle down and, and focus on, you know, if it's in business building was to, to have, at all or both or whatever you want to call it. And I think it really comes down to just being extremely intentional in your life, intentional about what it is that you want, being super clear on what you want and what that looks like and why it matters to you from a family perspective of like, what kind of marriage do you want? What, how do you want to show up as a, as a, a parent to your kids? You know, what kind of body do you want and from a health and fitness standpoint and how is that going to benefit you to thrive and drive everything else? And then from the intentional standpoint, it's like you're going to have very clear goals. You're going to have a very clear list of what's required to create that. And then it's also, especially from like just a time standpoint, 
so much time is wasted, you know, in their business. They could be in the business 10, 12 hours a day and not get anything done, right? Versus you could be extremely effective and efficient in an eight, to eight hour time period and still have time and energy left over for all the other things that matter to you as well. Sometimes it means you have to get up a little bit earlier or maybe it means there's work to be done when the family goes to sleep, right? You know, you can mm -hmm. be present with them and then go get some, some more things done. So it's, it takes a little bit of discipline and, and sacrifice for sure, but, uh, but it can be done and it comes down to being extremely intentional with your life and with, with your time. Really well said, man. I appreciate that. I imagine this is something you encounter a lot with your coaching clients and, and just in general with people you've worked with. Because th frankly, this is something that I'm working on right now is what do I want? Because I've, I've hit a couple of peaks for myself. And I'm going to ask this question selfishly, but hopefully someone else gets benefit out of it as well. Like, how do you start to think about like what it is you want? And I, I guess I'll just preface this with like, with this story of the, my first really big month in real estate, I made $60,000 in commissions. And I thought for the longest time, like if I just get to six figures, I'll be like a totally different person. I'll be like totally awesome, top producer, blah, blah, blah. And I had a month middle of last year where I made 60. And I remember sitting on my back porch barbecuing on a Wednesday during our date night check. And I checked my bank account on my phone as whatever was cooking. And I saw the money in the account and I was sitting there and like, all right, I'm the same <laughs> still <laughs> stuff, still cooking on the barbecue. Right. <laughs> so, so I realized like those, like, like money and just like, achieving that level of success wasn't going to make me a different person. So I had to then start getting intentional. I've frankly been wrestling with it since, but like, how do you work through personally uh, that, that challenge of like, Oh, I just achieved this level. Therefore I'm better. Or therefore I'm at the, you know, I'm, I'm this or that, but really we all know when we achieve those things, we're still the same people. Yeah. Um, well, a few things probably, you know, number one, I think it's important that we always continue to grow and expand. Um, and so like you said, you know, it's, it's not that the, it's never not enough. I just, I just think that it, there isn't really any just standing still, right? If you kind of stop growing, you really start to kind of regress back to an old self that you're not super happy about. And so growing and expanding, which just allows you to create more value for other people. I think that's what life's all about is really serving others, creating value, the more value you create, usually typically the dollars follow that. And, and um, the other piece is like, most people don't really know what they want. They, they've never taken the time to sit down, like actually with a journal and write out what they want. And many times when we'll ask new clients as they're coming into our, events or our coaching programs you know what do you want it like stops them in their track they've never actually thought about it because we are so busy nowadays and everything is so fast-paced and social media and the news and everything like everything's at our fingertips amazon you want something you just go buy it right you just everything's now and so it causes people to continue to kind of go but go casually and not with zero clarity so they don't really know what they want because they haven't actually taken the time to take a step back and, and figure it out so I think that's really important. I mean, just taking an hour to get clear on what you want and really just to write that out, to start to kind of create your life, right? How you want it to be so that you have that clarity so that you know, so that it's not just a dollar amount, right? Because for you, I think that's kind of what you're saying is 
you thought it would feel or, or something different, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't really. And so instead of the dollar amount, like, what does that represent you? What will you opportunities will that or possibilities would that provide you? So now there's something a little deeper behind that, which keeps you moving and keeps you going to maybe grow that or keep that level of production up. Really, really well said, man. I appreciate that. So, so do you actually have your clients go into a journal and carve out an hour and like just start writing? Like how, like practically, how does that look for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, especially we just came, um, we just had our, our main events called immersion. And so we had 10 women from across the country in California and we create the space for, for them by like having the event, they leave home, they leave their businesses, they leave their family and they're with us for four days. Like we take their cell phones, no distractions. And we're like, and yeah, they, they each get a journal and there's plenty of opportunities where we're like, all right, Hey, this is, we're going to get clear on what it is that you want in each of the big four areas. And we're going to map it out. Like we're going to create the plan for you along with everything else that we do with them. But yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you have to, there's, you can't skip that step. That's a step most people want to skip because they kind of want to just get to work. Right. I just want to go do the thing. Well, if you don't know what's required or what the thing is, then you continue kind of chasing your, your tail like a dog. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and I love what you said there about like, what does that money represent? Does it, is it represent a charitable donation? Does it represent um, reinvestment into a business or just providing something for a family? Like regardless of what it is, there's no right and wrong, but finding that thing and, and mm-hmm. focusing on that result or that outcome or, or that feeling, whatever it is, is certainly more important than the dollar amount. I can absolutely vouch for that. No. No, no question about it. Well, man, I, I appreciate that because it's, it's now got my gears turning. Um, you, you said your immersion event. Uh, can you describe to us kind of how your coaching business works and, and how, how you actually structure it and what's different about what you guys do? Yeah, I could try to. You know, it's, it always sounds salesy, but it's really hard to explain like the immersion experience, but I'll, but I'll put it into words as best as I can. Um, so we, we work with men and women, entrepreneurs, business owners. And like last week I said, it was just our shield maiden event. So it's just for women. They come in, we take them to the beach and we kind of, we work them out. Um, we teach a lot of leadership. We give them, we kind of put, put them under a little bit of stress, right. And the intensity and put them in the ocean, get them sandy and uncomfortable to really break break down the walls because you come in never met these people before there's a lot of walls mm-hmm. up right and you want and we want we need to get them opened up so that mm-hmm. they can really get to work and and share what's going on and and to get what it is they need to get for themselves and we also just tie everything lace everything in with with uh you know a lot of we're talking leadership we're talking communication power certainty and so the physical stuff they come together as a team and they learn that they can do way more together as a team than they can on their own because so many of us, we just feel like we have to do everything ourselves, right? So there's just, mm-hmm. we're just always applying lessons. So it's not just beating them down. It's beating them down in a way with a purpose, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, what are you learning from this? How can you take what you just learned here on the beach and apply that into your family, into your business, so that they can actually take it and, and apply it when they go home? And then, of course, you know, we do plenty of, of uh, classroom evolutions and, and uh, models that we teach tools and skill sets that we teach. And, and uh, it's just a really powerful four days together and they come out of it. It's really fun to see the change and the transformation from the very first night to the last night when we graduate. And then of course, from there 
many of them will continue on with us in our year-long coaching program or mastermind or whatever you want to call it. That's awesome. I, I love that you you said it starts with like breaking walls down and you do that through physical exercise and some some discomfort. Yeah. Is there, and I imagine that's, you know, from your military background, but like what, like more specifically, like if someone obviously is going to go, you know, join one of your events, that's one way, but like what are other ways that you can start to break some of those walls down on a daily basis um, at home or, or in a small group? Uh, with your coworkers or your family or whatever. Yeah, we, we have five rules. And so I'll just talk about the five rules. I think that really they can, if you live these five rules, um, cause we say, Hey, we got five rules for immersion, but it's not just for immersion. It is for life. And you know, number one is to be open. We talked about this already, right? The thing mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know. And I went a long time just, just with the things that I knew and it only got me so far. And so it's to continue to learn and be open for the worst words you could say is I already know that, or I've already heard that, that, that stunts your growth. So number one is to be open. Number two is, you know, don't hide. So in life, participate, um, tell the truth, be real, be authentic. And it's hard because a lot of people don't want to open themselves. They want to kind of hide and sit, sit in the back and let others um, step up and lead instead mm-hmm. of like, how powerful would it be if you actually were vulnerable, had the courage to step up and lead um, the next piece, number two or number three is to be present. So, you know, be present right here, right now. Kobe Bryant just passed away. It's a, that's a huge deal for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Even a lot of people, it's impacting people that didn't even care about basketball or didn't even really watch. I, there's something, it's, it's really interesting to see. But I think for, for most, it's just that it's the fact that also his daughter was there. And it's just like, if you got kids, man, it's just, it's hard mm-hmm. to mention. I have 11, 9, 7-year-old. Like, oh, I can't even imagine. And I'm about the same age as Kobe. Um, but how how short life really is just such a punch to the gut for everyone of like, it can literally happen any second. So be present with where you are right here, right now. That's all that really matters. The the fourth and the fifth, number four is all in, like just be all in in life. Like what would happen if you actually were all in, you didn't dip your toe in the water to test the temperature first, but you just, you can't evolve. You're, You're all in, you give it everything that you got. And then lastly, you just never give up. And so I think like you, you take those five things and they're super easy. They're super like nothing, nothing uh, earth shattering about those. I definitely didn't create them myself, but we kind of pack them together. And that's how I attempt to live and be the example for others. And if, if, if the listeners, you know, were really to take those on as the five rules for their life, it would be the change. The transformation would be incredible. So be open don't hide, be present, all in and never give up. Never give up. Yeah. Right on, man. I, I, I love those. I love the simplicity of it. But when you really start to unpack it, it's there, there's some pretty profound lessons and, and thoughts in that very short amount of words. So yeah, fantastic job on that. Um, we're getting to the end of the time here. And I want to respect you the rest of your afternoon. Um, but before we get to the final segment of the show, I do have one question. Um, and it's around a hundred mile run. Uh, how do you finish a hundred mile run? <laughs> uh, you know, this, again, um, I had a friend, so I attempted 200 miles last year and, and I'm gonna, I'm going to attempt it again this year. Uh, and he's like, you ran a hundred miles. How do you run 200? And I'm like, I don't really know. I think you just keep running. Right. <laughs> and so that's kind of how you do a hundred miles. You, you just keep running. You, 
huge, like the five rules, uh, number three being the main one, like be present, just to be present the whole time, to not think about how many miles I have to go or how much time is left, um, but to just to stay in that moment right here, right now, is probably the biggest thing that will help you. Of course, you got to run the miles. I'm going to put in the work. As an athlete, you know this, and yep. like, to be ready, and, and you know, there's no shortcuts to the preparation that you have to do to be prepared for it. But once you're in it, like, yeah, it's just one step in front of the other. Just be present and just keep moving. Well said, man. Well, I appreciate I appreciate that you just gave us the simplest answer on how to do something that's probably impossible for many of us. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Do want to respect your time, like I said, and uh, transition us to the uh, last section of the show called the Focus Five, which is the same five questions I ask every guest on every show. Are you awesome. ready? I'm ready. What book have you gifted most often? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, recently, and recently, and actually probably most often, is a book called Sacred Pace by Terry Looper. Um, it's been it's it's kind of been my main one lately. Awesome. I haven't heard of that one. So I'm going to go look that up after we're done here. If you could get an hour of someone's time past or present and ask as many questions as you wanted, who would that person be and why? Um, I'll say Teddy Roosevelt. He's uh, just the way he, he lived his life and the example he was. Um, I'll say him. Awesome. What is one thing that you believe that most people would disagree with you on? I, you know, I'm a big, just like you kind of mentioned in the hundred mile uh, answer, right? Of like very simple answer. I love to keep things really, really simple more than I think most, most people tend to believe that you have to make things a little more complex in order for them to really work. And I'm a big proponent that uh, the simpler we can keep things, the more likely we will succeed. Well said. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Like, how do you start your day? Yeah, you bet. I will typically get up in between 5, 30, 6 o'clock, and I usually just go right to the gym. And on the way to the gym, I usually message a few folks and just kind of invest into some relationships that are important to me uh, on my way to the gym or at the gym or on the way back. And then at the gym, I'm listening to something, you know, sometimes I'm listening to music. Oftentimes it'll be a podcast or a book. I'm trying to learn a little nugget here and there to continue to grow uh, my mindset and my, my knowledge and wisdom, if you will, as a mm -hmm. coach. Um, and then get back hopefully in time during the week to uh, help the kids get ready and off to school. And then from there, you know, I'm eating breakfast and, and getting to work. And by that time, I usually feel like I've gotten a good amount of stuff accomplished early in the day before most are getting started, which, which propels me to win the day the rest of the day. Man, Nate, appreciate that. Um, what is the best place online that we can connect with you the most? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I mean, you can always follow me at, uh, on IG at Coach Nate Bailey. Otherwise, my website natebaileyspeaks.com and then also I love I've my audiobook of my my latest book the 100 mile mindset you can go right there 100milemindset.com get your free audiobook just put your email in 
with a 100milemindset.com, natebaileyspeaks.com, and then at Coach Bailey on Instagram. I'm going to throw all of that down in the show notes. Nate, man, really appreciate you getting on with me today. Uh, really loved the simplicity of what you were saying and the way that you've packaged this all because it's it's just fantastic. And um, really appreciate your message that you brought today and, and looking forward to staying connected with you and hearing more about what you do coming forward and hopefully hearing about your success with this 200 mile run you have coming up. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, Hans. I really appreciate it. That does it for today's show, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to connect with Nate down in the show notes is the place to do that. A hundred mile mindset.com and Nate Bailey speaks.com. He's got a ton of content up on uh, all of his social platforms at coach Bailey, B A I L E Y uh, all linked in the show notes. So go find him there. And uh, we'd love to personally connect with you as well. So if you head down into the show notes, find my Calendly link and uh, hop on my calendar. Let's, let's connect. Let's have a quick conversation, get to know each other a little bit and uh, just build a relationship, talk about business, the Olympics, uh, whatever. Uh, I'd love to just connect with you because that's what this is all about. So uh, without any further ado, uh, we will sign it off. This is Hans Strazina, host of Another Way to Play. And remember to make every chapter better than the last. Thanks for joining in for this episode of Another Way to Play, making the next chapter of your life better than your last. For more insights and inspiration to help you make that personal leap, be sure to engage with Hans on social media and get your questions answered right here on the show. Reach out to Hans at ChiefSNAH on Instagram, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Another Way to Play.